and welcome back to The Happy Half, a half hour weekly podcast with me, Heather Conda, to share what has made me and others happy and to shout out some of the happy things in the news. Well, we're back. It's episode two. Thank you so much for all tuning in to the pilot episode and also for your very kind comments. I'm very glad that people don't mind hearing the sound of my voice and also that it made some of you smile because that's the whole point. So that's great. I think I'm going to try and make it a weekly thing, maybe every Monday as a nice little start to the week. And also, I'm really enjoying hunting for positive things and hearing people's happy news. So why not continue? There have been lots of developments this week. It's been a very difficult week for theatre. And I am sending love to anyone in the industry. But there are some other things that definitely are looking up and are starting to get back to some sort of normality. So I don't know, maybe this week you've watched a football match or maybe you've been to the shops, although obviously very sensibly and donning a very attractive face mask. Maybe you've seen someone in your bubble or, I mean, maybe you've just sat in front of the TV, which is equally valid. And personally, I think it's one of the best ways to spend time. So my week has been quite up and down. It's been about as crazy as the weather, which hasn't it just been mad? Oh my goodness, one minute it's super humid and hot and the next it's raining and then there's a storm. In fact, literally every time that I've tried to record anything this week, like a song or some audio, honestly, the heavens have opened and there's been this massive thunderstorm. The weather has not been on my side this week. But regardless, I've still had a good week and I've really loved hearing lots of lovely happy things from people who've written in which I cannot wait to share. So without further ado, here are the things which have made me and others happy this week. So enjoy. So stories from me. I could have picked a number of things this week which made me grin like a Cheshire cat. Which now I think about it, it's quite a weird saying, isn't it? Because the Cheshire cats are actually pretty scary. But yes, there have been a number of things that have made me smile this week. The first thing which has made me super happy is that I went to go and see my grandpa for the first time since February. After I moved to London at the start of the year, back in January, I only managed to see him once before lockdown. and We normally see him quite regularly, you see, and he's a complete legend. He's 95 and he's still going very strong he has been well stocked with food and wine and we've been facetiming him regularly on his ipad i know right he has an ipad and he even knows how it works vaguely i mean he mostly just clicks the button and occasionally we get random calls from him when he accidentally uses his thumb to facetime us but we do call him on facetime and we'll probably get an attractive thumb or ear angle or sometimes a very beautiful upward angle he's great and anyway last week we managed to finally see him in person and he was so pleased to see us it was so nice he was actually really funny he was like so um am I your bubble and we were like yeah we can now see you whenever we like so we can come over much more regularly and he gave it a second and then he was like okay but what if I want to see someone else because he has quite a few friends for a 95 year old And we explained that you can only have one bubble, obviously. To which his response was, 
well, what if I pop this bubble? Can I just get a new one? And we were like, no, grandpa. Gee, lovely to see you too. But it was obviously amazing to see him. And I've seen pictures of other people managing to see some of their relatives, which is also so nice and probably very, very needed. I think sometimes the elderly generation can't understand all of these measures because, well, to be fair, they have lived through a world war. So, I mean, fair enough. But anyway, yeah, a big shout out to my grandpa, who is just the best. And we all had a very lovely time eating magnums in his garden in the sun. It was very wholesome. He got quite stressed because he was worried that we were depleting his magnum stash because he has quite a number in his freezer. But he'll get over it. And he's definitely excited to be getting back to some sort of normality. He um, is very much missing his pub lunches, which I can resonate with. So completely fair. So yeah, that was a great thing this week. And another thing I have been loving are all of the theatre streamings. So obviously this is nothing new and I have been loving them for, you know, 13 weeks. But recently the streamings have been particularly fab, I think. For any of you that aren't aware, there are still shows every Friday on the Show Must Go On YouTube channel. It was originally created to stream Andrew Lloyd Webber's shows. But last week it was Peter Pan. And the week before that, it was The Wiz, which I have to say is a brilliant feel-good musical. If you don't know The Wiz, basically it's a soul African-American version of The Wizard of Oz. And it has some amazing tunes. Tell you what, go and listen to A Brand New Day to get your week off to a good start. Particularly from about 30 seconds in. It's honestly such a bop. Freedom, Oh, so good. Go and have a listen. It will put you in a really good mood. But yes, I've been really enjoying the streamings and obviously not just the show must go on, but all of the other streamings. So National Theatre at Home, I just quickly have to mention, that's obviously fantastic. And the streaming this Thursday is the Bridge Theatre Productions uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, which looks incredible. I missed it the first time and apparently there are even aerialists And Arlene Phillips was the movement director. I know, Strictly Come Dancing icon. So you know you're in for a treat. And it's got some brilliant, brilliant actors. And it's on from the 25th, so this Thursday to the 3rd. So I'm going to add that to my watch list and thought I'd mention it in case you want to do the same. And then the third thing in my top three this week is receiving things in the post. Because normally... I just receive correspondence from the bank and maybe on the odd occasion, a brochure from a shop. I think I'm still subscribed to random things like jewels from when I randomly bought my mum a jumper about three years ago and I still haven't unsubscribed. But last week I received a few very lovely little surprises in the post and one of them was honestly the most incredible chocolate I have ever eaten. If you like peanuts and chocolate, then, oh wow, you need to try Montezuma's Butter Nutter. It is incredible. Obviously, I'm not sponsored or anything. I'm not sponsored for anything I mentioned in this podcast, obviously. But I just love it. I pretty much ate the whole chocolate bar in one go. And then I regretted my decision because it had all gone. It's just so fab. And it's also such a great name. Butter, nutter, peanut butter. Ooh, very satisfying. And a nice little tongue twister as well. 
So yeah, would recommend that. As well as receiving chocolate, this week I also received a letter. I mean, call me old fashioned, but how nice is it to receive a handwritten card or letter from a friend? It genuinely makes my day. I feel like it's not really a thing that people do nowadays. God, I sound like I'm about 80. But it's so nice reading people's news and receiving a little handwritten envelope through your door that you know is not likely to be from HMRC or contain something stressful like information about student loans. Also, you can play Guess the Handwriting, which I find quite fun because some people have very distinct handwriting. Apparently mine is very obvious. It's very small and I literally always use the same Uniball fine pen because I am weird. I'm definitely going to try and write more letters because it always puts a smile on my face to receive one. So why shouldn't I write some more? So there's been lots of family and friends based things this week. It's all been very wholesome indeed. Time for stories from others. Thank you to everyone who's messaged me with their happy news this week. It's genuinely so nice to read positive things, so keep them coming. Now, the first piece of news is just amazing, and it's from someone who wishes to remain anonymous, for reasons that will soon become clear. But this person has just finished her Master's in Journalism in London. So woo, well done for that. And she has been applying for lots of jobs in journalism for next year. And obviously it's a really difficult time to be applying for jobs and shout out to anyone else in a similar boat and doing loads of applications. I feel you and it will happen. Keep going. But anyway, this person was feeling quite nervous about getting anything and obviously was prepared to take some time out because of the job market situation. And she had quite a few interviews for various different papers and one of them was for the Daily Mail. So she had a Zoom call which I quote, she tells me was a literal disaster. There were connection issues and at one point she accidentally said in her interview that she preferred The Guardian and then just after she said that her internet connection cut off. (laughs) What a nightmare. But she said she thought it had gone terribly. And she clearly needed to have more confidence in herself because you know what's coming she got the job. You go, girl. I'm so proud of you and don't down yourself. It was so well deserved. But the good news does not end there. And you will not believe this, but in the midst of applying for jobs, which is obviously a huge, huge deal, this person had also braved the virtual dating world. And the guy that she has been virtual dating, she's been on a couple of dates, on Zoom with him. He has also got a job at the mail. What are the chances? I literally couldn't believe it. I hope for her sake that the virtual dates turn out to be real life in-person dates and that obviously it works out because that is a double whammy and otherwise it could be awkward. But in lockdown she has potentially found a man and a job both together. Wow. This gives me so much hope and it should give lots of you hope as well you know you can get a job you can get a man both in lockdown brilliant and it's also one of the first actual successful virtual dating stories I've heard I would be intrigued if any of you have actually had any successful virtual dates because I have to say 
I went on Bumble for about two days and I swiped right maybe three times <laughs> and then I completely chickened out of doing any kind of virtual dating because well I hate silences in real life and I feel any awkward gaps and I literally can't imagine what it would be like on Zoom or Skype or something. I would probably just end up talking to myself and also I can't begin to imagine how hard virtual flirting is. So I think I'm going to give that one a miss. But amazing that this person has found a man and got a job. Thank you so much for sharing this wonderful story and huge congratulations. Right now we are all clinking metaphorical champagne glasses to you. So I hope you manage to celebrate and I can't wait to read the Daily Mail come September. And then the next happy thing is from Beth, who lives in Brighton, the wonderful, wonderful place that is Brighton. And she has made a very happy discovery this week about baby seagulls. So obviously, adult seagulls can be quite scary and will frequently just steal your chips or ice cream when you're at the beach. But apparently... The babies are adorable and Beth has discovered that they all have little spotty heads. I didn't know this and I went and looked one up. So go and look one up if you haven't seen a baby seagull before. But they have very fluffy spotty heads and it's brought Beth so much joy while she's been sitting at her desk looking out of the window because apparently there's this one baby seagull that lives on one of the chimneys on the house opposite across the road. And it literally just sits there all day with its mum or dad. And I'm very glad that this bird is bringing you so much joy, Beth. She did send me a photo and it was so, so cute. And I can resonate as well with little baby birds bringing happiness in this time. Because whilst I am not lucky enough to live near the seaside, so I obviously don't see any baby seagulls. But I'm in the country and I do see lots of other baby birds And also, I've been hearing so much birdsong. One of the huge benefits of lockdown that I'm sure you've all been appreciating is the birds have been singing louder than ever. My dad, who I have a feeling is just going to become a regular feature on this podcast, well, as well as being obsessed with plants, is also obsessed with birds. And I think he wants me to become the next messiaen and notate all of the birdsong in the garden. But I actually did have to do this once in my final year at uni as an assignment and safe to say I was terrible. I turned up to my supervision with one line of kind of haphazard pitches claiming to have notated this blackbird. But the two other people in my supervision bought, I'm not joking, literal like eight minute compendiums of birdsong. And my supervisor was like, this wasn't for you, was it? And he was right, it wasn't for me. And sadly, I don't think lockdown has spurred my desire to notate birdsong either. But I am really appreciating the birds and all of their babies. So thanks, Beth, I feel you. And it was lovely to look at very cute seagull pictures. And then the third piece of happy news this week is from Scarlett. And Scarlett has recently got a cocker spaniel puppy called Alfie. He's honestly adorable and I myself have a particularly soft spot for Cocker Spaniels. We have one called Pepper and Alfie is just as cute. In fact, even more so because he's a little pup. Anyway, last week Scarlett was out walking Alfie and he's still very young and they met a sausage dog called 
Barbara. A sausage dog called Barbara. What a combination. And Scarlett said that she was fully obsessed and happy. And I mean, I am too. I couldn't stop smiling when I read this. It just made me think about how people choose dog names. Like, how do you come up with Barbara for a sausage dog? We had a whole debate about what to call Pepper. And in hindsight, Pepper was probably not the best name. We called her Pepper because she has black spots all over her white feet. So it looks like you've got a pepper pot and just kind of shaking it all over her feet. The problem is with Pepper is that from a distance, it sounds a bit like Heather. So I'll be upstairs in my room and I'll just hear bellowed from downstairs, Peppa! Or something like that. And it will be obviously the dog. But sometimes I worry for me and think I've done something very wrong. You can get confused between Heather and Peppa. But anyway, I do find it funny how people choose dog names. I particularly love it when dogs are called human names, you know, like Barbara. It makes me laugh. What cracks me up is when you're at the park and you're walking your own dog or something and you hear someone kind of screaming across the field like, Keith, Keith, come here, come back here. Come on, Keith, Keith, Keith. (laughs) And I literally just conjures images of like a man ignoring his wife or something. I just find it hilarious. And I love when dogs are called random names. I actually know a dog called Willoughby thinking about it and I feel like he'd really get along with a Barbara. I don't know. It just made me smile so much. So thank the Lord for dogs for bringing us happiness in this time. Thanks Scarlett for that very happy news. So stories from the news. As I'm sure you're all aware, there have been loads of big and positive news developments this week. So I won't talk about them in detail because I want to use this podcast to highlight some of the lesser known happy things. But I do just want to mention them because there have been some huge breakthroughs and really important things which have provided a bit of much needed light. So to name a few things, we've discovered dextromethasone can save the lives of people seriously ill with coronavirus. There were some really brilliant and important Juneteenth celebrations on Friday to commemorate the emancipation of the last enslaved African-Americans in the Confederacy in 1865. And, of course, I couldn't go without mentioning the wonderful Marcus Rashford. What a national hero. I mean, he's done so, so much good. And he said he also has plans to do more. So, what a brilliant, brilliant man. And there are some incredibly good and generous people out there and they're keeping us going. And I also want to mention, whilst I'm on that topic, the Netflix CEO, Reed Hastings, and his wife, Patty Quillen. Because not only has Netflix, you know, been getting many of us through lockdown, but Hastings and his wife announced last week that they are donating $120 million to historically black colleges and institutions who tend to have less financial security than predominantly white institutions. And it's just the latest effort from Netflix to support the black community and the Black Lives Matter movement. Netflix also said earlier into last week that they will donate 5 million to organisations dedicated to creating opportunities for black creators, black youth and black owned businesses. So go Netflix! They are probably also one of the few companies to be doing super well out of lockdown. 
I feel like Netflix and Amazon and Zoom, they should all just club together and gosh, that would be a lot of money. But it will come as no surprise that Netflix are doing very, very well at the moment. I think Netflix subscribers have over doubled since March and the statistics are sky high. I have Netflix. In fact, I'm very lucky because I'm on my dad's account at home. So as well as watching documentaries, which my dad equally enjoys, my dad does keep getting these recommendations for things Netflix think he'll enjoy because of some of the rom-coms I've been watching. So I've kind of messed up his algorithms and things. The other day, it recommended that my dad watch 365 Days or Too Hot to Handle, which can I just say he didn't watch. And I haven't watched them either, I have to say, but I have heard quite a lot about them. But I feel a bit bad for messing up my dad's account. It does seem to recommend some funny things. So yes, Netflix are doing some brilliant things and obviously also helping us in this time. And then as we're all aware, lots of things are finally reopening. So we've had some shops, even though I've heard that there have been some crazy, crazy queues and stay safe out there, guys. But there are also zoos and safari parks reopening. So although, you know, you might not be able to go and see certain family members, you can go and see some giraffes. And to be fair, animals are wonderful at cheering us up, as we've proven with Barbara and the dogs. And I also imagine that the animals will be equally pleased to have visitors back. I mean, it must have been so weird for them to go from having so much attention and stimulation all the time, thousands and thousands of visitors a day, to just being really lonely and only having the core staff. I know that at the Wild Place project in Bristol, where the animals are used to over 3,500 people coming through the gates each day, the three giraffes called Tom, Teo and Tico, they've been so inquisitive and happy to see people again and they have come straight down over to peer at people's faces and, you know, pose for photos. And at Chester Zoo, there's a rare baby elephant who was only born in February after a 22-month gestation period. And the elephant is now being introduced to humans for the very first time. And the elephant calf is called Reva Highway, which is just adorable. Gosh, there's so many great animal names in this episode. But yeah, they're really enjoying being back in some human contact again and I also read that across the pond at Kansas City Zoo in the States the animals have also been desperate to see people again. In the States they've taken it one step further and the CEO of Kansas City Zoo Randy Wisthoff said that the animals of the zoo were missing human company so much that last month some of the penguins were given a private tour of an art gallery at the Nelson Atkins Museum in order to stimulate them. I've no idea how to pronounce his name, but Mr. Zugazagoitia, I know, crazy name, the head of the museum, said, and I quote, that the penguins seem to react much better to Caravaggio than Monet. And these are Peruvian penguins, so we were speaking a bit of Spanish, and they really appreciated art history. Can you believe it? Wow. I mean, it always sounds a little bit too crazy to be true. But you know what? Penguins are fantastic, and I've always known that they would be intelligent, intellectual, sensitive creatures. I mean, anyone who knows me will know I am a big fan of penguins which is partly why I've included this amazing, amazing fact in this podcast. 
I'm literally a little bit obsessed. When I was younger, I used to always get penguin memorabilia for Christmas and birthdays. Sometimes I still do. And also, I used to be called penguin. I know, a bit rogue, right? Well, it's because when I'm tickled, I kind of waddle about like a penguin and look a bit ridiculous. And it's also because I'm obsessed. But yeah, that just really made me smile. And I'm glad that the penguins were stimulated last month. And let's hope that with the re-emergence of visitors, they can get back to their normal selves. And brilliant that things are starting to reopen again. And it will also obviously be really beneficial economically because zoos have so, so many outgoings. And actually, I think once my sister's exams are over, I know she's still doing exams. But once they're over, I think we might go to Cotswold Wildlife Park, which is the park near where we live, because then we can have some penguin and giraffe love ourselves. It's not quite what I imagined I'd be doing. You know, the summer I'm 23 and the year that I've moved to London and started my career. But I still love zoos. There we go. Lots of really good news this week and I'm hoping it will continue. Obviously, there's still lots of difficult things going on and it is impossible to stay happy all of the time. But I hope this half an hour has at least provided some happiness and reason to smile and do keep the happy things coming and sharing your news with me on The Happy Half on Instagram or Heather J Conda on Twitter. And yeah, that's it. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you all have a very lovely week. Maybe it'll be full of Barbara and Butternutter equivalents. Who knows? So yeah, thank you so much and I will see you next Monday. Bye for now.